0: Tip FM's Extra Time with Ronan Quirk.
1: Brought to you by La Harte Skoda, the new name for Skoda in County Tipperary. Check out lahart.ie for their latest offers.
2: Hello, good evening and welcome to another edition of Extra Time. My name is Ronan Quirk. We're here until 8 o'clock this evening. We'd love to hear from you. Our text number is 083-311-3311. Plenty to come on tonight's show with reaction to commercials against Newcastle West, Ballina against Sig, and um, uh, uh, Turley Sarsfields were in action as well over the course of the weekend, uh, losing out to the Clare champions if memory serves me correctly congratulations though to Mull who are into another All-Ireland final that's two All-Ireland finals in successive years for Mull they were in a junior All-Ireland final last year unfortunately missed out on that but got to Crow Park they're in another All-Ireland final this year in Crow Park after their win in the All-Ireland semi-final yesterday dramatic stuff but dramatic stuff as well in local football because Peak Villa are emerging as one of the stories of the year after they accounted for Pike Rovers in the FAI Junior Cup if you think about it that's serious scalps that they've taken now in the course of their march into the last 32 a lot of rugby to talk about as well and don't forget of course the November Sports Hour of the month for November this is your last chance to nominate somebody for the November award we'll be making our announcement next Monday night as to who the November winner is if you want to be in put somebody forward for this in association with the Talbot Hotel in Clonmel and John Quirk Jewelers in Care, just send an email with your nomination to sportstar at tipfm.com. That's sportstar at tipfm.com. If you want to contribute to tonight's show, our text number and WhatsApp number is 08331 3311 and also works for WhatsApp as I say. And if you want our Twitter handle, it's at tipfm sport. Uh let's start with that events in the stadium yesterday because it finished Newcastle West one sixteen. Clomel commercials one eleven after extra time. Martin Quinn is on the line. Good evening to you Martin Jamie Rowan how are you I would imagine there's huge huge disappointment in the commercial's camp after that particularly yeah. after the Nemo result
3: Yeah um, absolutely you know there was a monster final at the begging there and uh you know they didn't they didn't get it done and simple as that you know and a lot of disappointed and probably sick people in Clamel today and in certainly in the commercial's camp um it's you know it's in fairness to Newcastle West over the course of the hour and a half or the hour and 20 minutes, they were probably a hungrier team, and that's a difficult one to kind of reconcile as to how that could happen. And as you said, yeah, commercials are probably rightly gutted uh, today because even though they never played as well as they did against Nemo, and credit to Newcastle West for that, I think they, you know, they set up differently and uh, as, as expected, Commerce still found themselves a point ahead in clear possession in the middle of the field in the six minutes of injury time. Um, and in the space of 30 seconds, a thing just exploded. They lost possession. Probably you know, tried a risky pass down the sideline that didn't need to be made. Uh, Newcastle West broke. Kevin Fahey took a black card. Kieran Cannon was following him into the... Newcastle West got their equaliser and commercials then faced into extra time with 13 men. And as I said, on those little minor margins, years can turn and certainly that was the case yesterday.
2: Can I just ask, had Kevin Fahey and Kieran Cannon received red cards, hypothetically they would have been allowed return for extra time?
3: Uh, no, they wouldn't. They, they I thought that... The, the those two players wouldn't have. No, those two players wouldn't have, but commercials would have started extra time 15 at 15. Yeah, but obviously if they got red cards, they'd miss a final if he got there as well. Okay, so.
2: all right. Yeah. Um, no, I was know, just it's wondered it's about the inconsistency of resuming extra time a as <laughs> a different game as opposed I to black cards.
3: I spent yesterday in the press box in Turles, and uh, there was a lot of confusion among, you know, some of the sages of the game as to what would happen. And it was only when the teams lined out and the versus only had thirteen that it became clear that that was the rule. There was different differing views, as you among uh, some eminent referees even. Um, but look, it's, it's you know, yeah, if you get a black card, it carries in extra time, but uh, a red card. Uh, it doesn't, in terms of the team, it's a new yes. game from the team perspective. Small bit of an anomaly in the rules, but you know, in fairness, the commercials is actually an extra time when with 13 men. They, the morning had their own. They only conceded uh, a free from a mark, and um, just just as they got restored to 15 on 15, they uh, they managed to um, you know to Newcastle West uh, pull a move together right from their own corner back position, and it ended up with Emmett uh, Ritker getting the goal, and uh, you know that four point margin was pretty much the end of proceedings. Coming
2: back to that. You did mention that with, you know, thirty seconds or so left in additional time at the end of normal time, commercials were a point ahead. But they could never shake off Newcastle West throughout the course of this game. <laughs>
3: And Newcastle West just wouldn't allow themselves to be shaken off every time. Commercials seem to get two points. Uh, you know, either they made an error and Newcastle West capitalized on it, or you know, Newcastle West had a huge performance. King Sheehan was was outstanding yesterday. I think he was, you know, by far and away the uh, the, the best player in the field. And, and the main reason that Newcastle West there because he carried the fight. to Commercials maybe Commercials could have done more by maybe detailing somebody to pick him up. But uh, by the time it is an extra time, it was too late. But um, yeah, I mean, as you said, Ronan. You know if you've won the ball back, you're in the middle of the field. you actually don't need to score again to win the game. You're a point up Proceedings are just about done. You know, keep the ball as as most teams do and you know and what they're really saying commercials is you put lock more in that situation yesterday. They would not have lost that ball in the last minute. In yeah. fairness to them, and that's probably something that this commercial's team still has to learn uh, is to be able to close out those games. And you know, it's a, a, a pretty major stage yesterday to be to be to be realised to be going up that learning curve.
2: Are you seeing parallels with how Lockmore won the county final last year, and how Newcastle West won it this won won that match yesterday?
3: I mean obviously lots of similarities um, you know in fairness to Newcastle West they negated a lot of commercial's main plays Mercers themselves probably fell into the trap a lot That uh, you know there were a lot of right-sided players and uh, ended up probably attacking down the right the right wing a bit too much and Newcastle West had that blocked off and Mercers got far more joy from coming down the left-hand side but the instinct of you know a lot of your right-legged players in the middle of the field is to turn towards the right and I think Newcastle West had their homework done on that it's a, they Looked that way. Um, but I, yeah, no, as I said, I think, you know, I know a you know, lot more would have been able to keep that ball. Noel McGrath would have dictated that play. And, uh, you know, they'd have, they'd have seen out in, in a very similar situation for what it's worth when commercials, but the ball at risk didn't manage mm. to regain possession. And, um, you know, event, events as you took, took care of the rest of it. And uh, their season ended on, on, on that moment, probably.
2: Were they nervy?
3: Uh, I think so. Yeah, probably more so. I think obviously they, you know, they had a huge reaction nationwide to the to the Nemo, Nemo Rangers result, and uh, I think they, they knew that you know they certainly weren't taking Newcastle West lightly. There was no sense of complacency. I just think they were nervous. Um, you know, they were they were back on a big stage. They were carrying the mantle of favourites, but they were also gone into the real national consciousness, and uh, you know they really did want to, to get to a monster final. And um, you know this was a banana skin, and uh, you know. And, and and so it proved they certainly never settled into the task and uh, you know you, you saw some very uncharacteristic errors uh, in that first half and you know probably 15 minutes Newcastle West weren't really sure what to expect from commercials but you could almost see the belief coursing through them and you know they had a purple patch where I think they, they, they went 5-2 up and then uh, commercials out of nowhere kind of conjured 1-2 in the space of literally two minutes and uh, you know went in but isn't it you know in terms of commercials managing the game Newcastle West scored with the last kick of the first half the last kick of normal time and the goal at the last kick of the first half of extra time now As I said, you know, you manage that and I'm not saying be cynical but you know there's, there's ways you can stop the opposition and uh, commercials I think need to bring that into the need to go to the next level um, in terms of competing for provincial honours and even for you know there'll be teams in the county that'll be well capable of doing that as well so they do have to learn that because you know that's three times three critical scores uh, as the team's retiring to you know to regroup that you just let the opposition score for, for the last kick you know those three periods of time and um, yeah, big lessons as I said, learned from the But look, congratulations to, to Newcastle West. Yeah. As I said, I thought they were the hungrier team. I think they might just about on, on on the balance of the play have deserved it. They certainly maximised their you know their abilities on the day, and uh, you know they, they you know they were thrilled and, and rightly so. And you know Limerick football teams have a fantastic record in hurlers over the last oh, three years, haven't they? That's two monster championship semi-final wins, and uh, and obviously Newcastle West going down with a number of you know, big limerick players involved and, uh, and turning over uh, Tipperary's champions once more.
2: Yeah, very disappointing. And, you know, the curtain comes down on, on that commercial season prematurely from their point of view. Uh, they will reflect on regaining the county senior title, but is there a sense maybe that that their appetite is, is, is not sated by that at the moment?
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, they've... You know, people are calling them the golden generation and, uh, you know, there's some justification on that in terms of, you know, having any six-county title in the last 10 years or so and Tipperary's first-ever Munster club that they'll never be forgotten of that and, you know, seven or eight of them involved in Tipperary winning a, a-, a Munster title, let alone the all ireland minor. So, you know, their record will stand after they've long since finished, but, um, yeah, they-, they feel themselves that should have been another Munster or two in it. They didn't turn up, and you know, by everyone's admission in 2019 he didn't turn up in the final and uh, there was no championship in 2020 but you know there were other chances that Dr Crokes uh, by the throat in 2017 in Flanmel which was the second half and you know kind of slipped the game slipped away from them you don't need any reminding of of, of even the, the famous game against Ballyboden, where they were three points up going into injury time in the All-Ireland semi-final yeah, in the early the 2016 yeah. and um, you know let that slip so you know a lot of it just just, just comes down to knowing when, you've, when the scoreboard's done it Enough, and you just want to contain the game. And look, commercials are as good a side as we saw against Nemo, what you call front foot football. So when they're forcing the issue and going to score. There's very few teams in the whole country that, you know, would be better than them. Um, But certainly commercials themselves now are going to have to take stock and realise that there's times where you have to contain the opposition. There's times where you have to become difficult. Newcastle West yesterday, when when they did turn the ball over from commercials, seemed to get from the turnover position in their one half into the scoring zone without really encountering, you know, tough, commercial tackling. Um and, and you know, that's something I think commercials are you know, commercial management and players who've been around the block will take away from, from this when, when the dust settles and they'll get over the acute disappointment. And in terms of, of growing and, and developing, I would think you might see them having to be, you know, work harder without the ball or, you know, to put more pressure on the on the on the ball and stop the opposition getting forward into the into the scoring zone, uh, shall we say. But um look, that's for another day.
4: Yeah,
3: as we said, Ronan. Huge disappointment today. But as you look, that's just the way it is. There has to be a winner and a loser. And um there's only one team at the end of the year will will end will will end up unbeaten and they'll be the All Ireland club champions. No and everybody else will meet defeat along the way.
2: Martin, thanks for your contribution throughout the course of the year. We look forward to talking to you again in due course.
3: Cheers, Ronan. I appreciate
2: Mind that. That's uh, Martin Quinn Levin joining us there and my thanks to him. Tom McGrath was at the Sarsfields Kilmurray game. How are you, Tom?
5: Uh, good
2: morning. Yeah, firstly, the commercials... I, it, I don't know, the commercials' result is disappointing... It's not a massive surprise to me because, you know, I always thought i saw Newcastle West on when commercials um, played them in on their way to a Munster title a few years ago and I knew it wasn't going to be an easy match, but there's still going to be disappointment as a result of-
6: Oh no doubt about that. I think after doing the heavy lifting against Nemo. Yeah. Playing so well against Nemo, I think that was that was the bit like. But look Newcastle West West a serious outfit, their experience at that level and as Martin rightly said there, um, you know, Limerick's Limerick's experience and Limerick's results but uh, but uh, county and, and and club level in tourists is, is 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 good luck. but uh, well, it's more than good. It's excellent against the various. But really, but no, I would be, be very sorry for for Clambell having you know got their game up so, so so many notches up from their county championship performances up to that level for the Nemo match, and then no, the, the, the weren't. It's not that they were that they they were they were bad or poor at like that yesterday. They just mess a serious outfit, and you know, I, I've, I felt they were in bother after about a quarter of an hour, twenty minutes, like you know, two points apiece. They hadn't got, hadn't got any momentum into their game. It takes the Lucas West had their homework done as well, like and that. Uh, but I suppose the, the big, the big talking points like, would be Martin said it was a, a bit of an anomaly, but I think there's a huge anomaly there with the rules, like you know this of with the, with the different cards, like the yellows disappear after the sixty minutes, the reds and the blacks carry, like I'm sure it is a new game, but I, like it's it's something that needs looking at, but there was the big confusion was that that the two black cards there seemed to be a gap between them, but the clock starts running for the black card when the player resumes after the particular incident, and that was the delay I think in Kevin's black card, really. Yeah. It's, no, but then, but then
2: looked at the look, way it it's is. So, it's like. somewhat semantics because commercials were good enough to be ahead and I think Martin was very gracious when he said, you know, you've got the ball with 30 seconds to go in the middle of the field you're point up. Should sure, look the right do?
6: team for like Kevin Kevin seemed to have taken the care to kill the momentum but yeah it should have been possible to have Kind of seen it out of that stage, but look, you get give no castle West credit, they had they had experience. It would have been questioned maybe about the time and all that, but then the whole scenario around the back back card that eats into time as well. Like, so I think the J referees are probably learning this in the World Cup with extra time and all that. may <laughs> <So,
2: laughs> maybe um, we won't go there, we'll no, go there. no,
6: not tonight. Listen, um, no, the the star- the well, yeah, we'll go back to that, yeah, like this. no goals win games and Kilmurray got two goals and Sarsley didn't didn't score any and you know it was a little bit of a question over now. Sarsley won't make a big deal about it I think they're they're well pleased with their year like they won it won it you know a championship and put invested a bit of time into their football and they're going up a grade now next year and no they're they'll be interesting how they'll how they'll handle that now with the with the Intermediate championship and the Senior hurling championship running together if you like so it'll be interesting how they'll how they adapt I, I think they, they're capable, capable of adapting quite well to it but I suppose the first goal was dodgy and the second one was preventable so and if you know there's, there's, there's all different stories but you know like they kept. They, they 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 were in a good in a good position early early in the second half, but then Kilmorey and Marathon were were the better team. So I mean that's the that's the reality. But really, like that.
2: That's, yeah, that's as much as you can say. Well, it you know again a good season for Terliss Arsenal's football, and we'll be very interested to see how they go in the intermediate. Oh yeah, but next year was, round. Tom, I've got to fly, but many thanks for your contribution. I appreciate it.
6: And just one one final yes. thing, Ronan. Uh, Thomas Conway will fill, will fill in on the ball netting, like,
2: yeah, but I'm an interest
6: up. the equaliser was struck by. Uh, a temporary man against Ballinae like one Evan Sweeney fielding out from the Piercy then how lot more Kestleny would have done with him this year
2: <laughs> really I missed yeah. that
6: yeah that was,
2: there you
6: go <laughs> I will give you I, I, I believe in sharing information <laughs> Evan has Evan has Evan has family, family ties his wife, his wife it, and his wife's family are great in the Piercy people and he felt he owed him. he owed him one year anyway like so yeah so he's, there you go. he's now, now, now
2: he's still involved in football yes well we wish him well I think they're we taking on Rathmore yeah. in the next in the final yeah and oh, there'll be there'll be a series on for you too, oh, yeah yeah like, they're like there
6: yeah. anyway anyway yeah. listen like, okay, I'm thanks
2: indeed Tom always right, oh, the oracle let's just hear from uh, Peter Creeden because Peter Creeden spoke to Stephen Gleason after that game against Kilmurray on Saturday
4: Asher listen we lost by five in the end um look we're disappointed for the players but on the day I think Kilmurray were the, were the better team um, I suppose they got one great goal in the first half another goal which was slightly fortuitous but um, you know our, our, our boys battled to the end um, but Kilmurray just that a little bit better yeah, the first half you really matched
0: them well, but uh, they got the two goals, and that proved vital because uh, they were well able to kick the ball into the full forward line the second half. Lee Maul in particular, excellent for them, and Padrik Brehanu, the corner forward. The two of them really caused a bit of damage. Yeah, look,
4: we kicked 12 points, and uh, 12 points in winter football, especially in a day like today when you had a gale force wind and a wet pitch, would have been good enough, but look, they got the two goals with it. Um, so that was, the, that was ultimately the difference, but. Um, a good tough physical hard game some very good football played at times um, you know they were very good in their kick out as well they were able to retain maybe a little bit better than we did but hats off to the Sarsfield players they put in a great shift in both under 19 football and junior football for the last 10-12 weeks and you know it was a very enjoyable journey and hopefully they've learned something from it yeah, it's a hurling club.
0: Predominantly, I suppose, going back traditionally, we've seen Michael Cahill on the field today, won All-Irelands in hurling with tip and uh, kicking ball for you today. And like most of the team are young though. There's a lot of those under-19s involved that were involved
4: in county finals recently. Yeah, we probably finished again today, uh, off top of my head, maybe 10 or 12 players are under 20. Uh, but, look, but hurling is our, is our first sport, always will be. And if we, if they want to play a bit of football around around the hurling, that that's fine. But look, that'll be ultimately their decision. You've got a good response from the players. Ah, uh, we did. I suppose the senior hurlers were knocked out reasonably early, so five or six of them came on board, and um, you know we, we we had about twenty-five to thirty training on a reasonably regular basis. But um, you know, one day a week. Um, obviously, the higher up the levels, you probably need to do more in terms of developing the skills. But. Um, uh, I, I just delighted the lads took the opportunity to play and 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 they got great enjoyment from it.
0: Yeah, and it's like a grown sport, I suppose, in then. It's good for the players to have that option and you know, be a dual club
4: in in their own respect. Well, that's you know that's ultimately the decision for the club, but like the realization is that the split season is kind of, it's kind of funny in a sense that um, it allows players to play week on week week on. So you've seen Upper Church, you've seen Lockmore, you've seen Brackens even seeing St. Finbar's in Cork you know if you can play championship games week on um, you can't beat the competitiveness of the championship game to bring players on so you know hopefully we can do a bit of football again next year obviously at a higher level intermediate will be higher in tip as well um, and uh, I think we can be competitive as well as the players get older.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's it's good to see teams in Mid Tip and in North Tip even just to have a goal really. Like you've seen Ballina in the Munster Championship in North Tip, Sarsfields in Mid Tip. Yeah. Like to have every team competitive in football would be huge, really, wouldn't it? For football in Tipperary,
4: uh, it would. Yeah, and look, it is a physicality to football that may not necessarily be, but but is different to the physicality in hurling. So. Like Ballin a fine football team and, and, and I'm I'm sure they will do very well in senior next year. Um, it's playing. The, you know, when you're young between twenty and whatever age you can play it, it's about playing week on, week out. That's what you want to do. So, you know, that's one advantage split season if clubs see that as an opportunity rather than minding players and wrapping players up, just go and play and I think one transfers to the other and you can't beat a winning attitude either.
0: Yeah, so like you're a collective team there, you know, you were had a, a decent year, you know, you're going to go up next year, go up the grades, but um, to win a county final is, is fantastic, and you just probably came up against a stronger team today, is that fair to say ultimately?
4: Oh yeah, I don't I know, that's just a little bit better on the day, but look, we won the junior county, and I won't say we won hand enough, but it, it would, I would have expected that group to be able to win that, um, we would have expected us to be the as well, Intermediate next year will be different if you don't prepare a little bit more, you'll be under a bit of pressure, but um. Look, we'll, in, we'll enjoy tonight and we'll enjoy the moment, and hopefully, the players will take learnings from it as well, and they can transfer that over to whatever, you know, to their hurling as well.
1: Extra time on Tip FM, brought to you by Lahart Skoda, the new name for Skoda in County Tipperary. Check out Lahart.ie for their latest offers.
2: Well, there was disappointment as well for Ballina in the Munster semi-final. Napeersig sealing that final spot with a shootout win. It finished 1-5 to 8 points after extra time, but Napeersig winning 4-2 on penalties. Tom Conway was there for Tip FM Sport. Hi, Tom. Hi, Ronan.
7: How are you
2: doing? Uh, I was looking at some match reports you wrote afterwards and you kind of suggested that Ballina will rue first half missed opportunities.
7: Yeah, essentially, Ronan, they left this game behind them. They produced, they had an success. Expect- of Scoring opportunities in the first half, they did quite well to create them. You know, were quite ambitious and inventive on the ball, and generated a lot of scoring opportunities, but just failed to capitalise them. Uh, Capitalising them, I think, I counted between the 15th and the 25th minute, they kicked five uh, five balls either wide or dropped them short. And those, on a day when scoring was always going to prove difficult, you know, it was a kind of a typical winter's day in Kilmallock heavy pitch conditions heavy surface conditions it was always going to be a low scoring game but when you generate that many opportunities and fail to convert them it's going to prove fatal and and that's what Balna found in the end
2: So do you think um, that Nipirsi perhaps were perhaps counting their lucky stars to go in level at half time bearing in mind what you've just said
7: I think so they weren't a bad football team I have to say Personally, I probably underestimated Napiercic. I, I had anticipated Balnac to progress fairly smoothly through this, but Napiercic were actually quite a quite a skilled footballing side. They themselves were, were fairly inventive on the ball. Again, they probably failed to capitalize on, on scoring opportunities as well, but they were creative with the ball in hand going forward, and their centre-forwards, in particular Dylan Cronin, he was certainly my man in the match. Uh, he was their main score-getter up front, but it was impressive the way Nefirsik reeled Balnab back in, particularly in extra time. Balnab took a two-point lead in the first period of extra time, the first half of extra time. And Nefirsik didn't panic. They were composed enough. They retained their composure and managed reel real, real Balnat back in with two points. And when it comes to the shootout, I mean, we know penalty shootouts are a lottery. We're probably going to see them in Qatar over the next couple of weeks. But I have to, you know, I have to single out the six penalty takers. There were some awesome penalty takers on the six side. Probably in stark contrast to the balnagai Stephen O'Brien, Jack and Teddy Doyle all missed their kicks, which was uncharacteristic of them. Yeah, they you put Jack- your,
2: put money on that, particularly as Stephen had had an opportunity early in the first half that you think that, you know, he decided up to a goalie at that stage, maybe.
7: Yeah, yeah, it was just after half-time. It was seconds after half-time. Ballinat were awarded a penalty and he went low. He didn't strike as badly, but he struck it low. And the keeper, Owen Sherlock, did well to get down, kind of produced an acrobatic save. So, you know, credit has to go to him there. But I think as a whole, Ballinat really will feel they left this game behind them. I mean, I I was kind of, myself, you know, being a Ballinat man at heart, was furious walking away from the game. They probably could have made changes, maybe to shake things up, particularly yeah. in the second half, because it was apparent that whatever they were doing wasn't really working.
2: Do you think there's an element that Nipircig, I don't know how much commonality there is between the hurling team and their football team, but there must be some, and therefore they have a bit of street smarts about them. That hurling team has won Munster uh, senior hurling championships as well. So maybe the fact that they Dalna couldn't see it out when they were two points up indicates or points to a lack of experience at this level.
7: There is a certain element of that, and there were a couple of the hurlers playing. A couple of them weren't. They were standing in front of me and cheering on their teammates, but you could see this Napierstic Nepe- Nepe- side is a supremely confident side, and they will go on now to play Rathmore of Kerry in the Munster final. Most people would anticipate Rathmore Moore to, uh, to steamroll them in that picture. The Kerry team usually does, but Nepears, they won't be afraid of them, and they certainly won't be afraid to play football when they come up against them. And that is what confidence does. That's what success does in a club. It brings success. Now, you could argue Balna coming off the back of a, a county championship win, they should be high in confidence. But I would I would point to the fact that Balna' have had a couple of weeks without playing a, yeah. a competitive fixture. I think the Pearce, they played um, a Waterford team in their Munster quarterfinals. So that was probably a factor as much as anything else.
2: It's been a good year for Balna, I mean, back-to-back promotions, let's be focused on that, you know.
7: Yeah, no, it certainly has, and we shouldn't undermine that. I mean, they are, you know, they are hugely progressing as a side, and, you know, it has been a huge success these past two years. And, you know, they will eye next year's Senior County Championship and feel that they are well worth their place in in the latter stages of that competition. They, you know, they won't be afraid of it. But I suppose it is kind of a disappointing note on which to end the season.
2: No doubt about it. Commiserations to Balna. Tom, thanks a million for all your contributions.
7: Thanks very much, all and All the best.
1: Extra Time on Tip FM. Brought to you by La Heart Skoda. The new name for Skoda in County Tipperary. Check out LaHearts.ie for their latest offers.
2: Well, the All-Ireland Intermediate Ladies Football Club Championship semi-final took place as well yesterday. Mullenahone 2-6, Derry Gonley 1-7, this after Extra Time. Let's hear from the uh, Extra Time goal scorer, Lorraine O'Shea, who spoke to Tip FM's Paul Jenkins at the full-time whistle.
8: Unbelievable. Um, it's probably hard to put into words. Right, just moments of time. Emotions are high. Um, a hard-fought win. Um, probably deserved win. We missed a good few chances at the start of the match, but Derry gonnelly were a serious side. And um, so look, we're just absolutely delighted.
5: They look to be on top at certain occasions, but you pulled it out of the fire in the end. What was said to you maybe at half time, at full time? How did you keep going?
8: Look, I suppose not much needs to be said to us. We knew, we knew what we needed to do. Um, just keep digging in, keep taking our chances, and look, eventually they they came off there, and yeah, we're just over the moon.
5: You got the all-important goal there in the dying couple of minutes. What was going through your head as you were driving through?
8: To be honest, I can't remember much. Um, True on goal, head down and go for it. I suppose I had to go for it. I'd missed one there in the first half. Um, So, look, I suppose it's a team effort. I was just on the end of it. And luckily I did finish it this time.
5: (laughs) And you're into an all Ireland final now in two weeks in Crow Park. How does that feel?
8: Yeah, back in All-Ireland again. Um, look, it's just unbelievable. It's where every club team wants to be at the end of the day, um, especially going to Pro Park now. A few of us played in Pro Park before, so we know what the occasion is going to be like. Um, it's going to be experience for some girls, but look, we're there. We're going to go and give it a lash. And um, yeah, nothing will be easy, so we're going to dig in, and um, hopefully we'll come on the right side of it.
2: That's Lorraine O'Shea speaking to Paul Jenkins at the full-time whistle. It went extra time, as I say, Mullinahone 2-6, Derry-Gonnelly 1-7. Mary O'Shea is on the line. Hi, hey, Mary. How are you, Rowan? How are you? You're a proud uh, Mullinahone manager and you're a proud mother as well, I'm sure, after all that.
9: Oh, God, yeah. just was results yesterday. Uh, just kind of surreal, you know. But um, we dug in and, and, and we came out on the right side
2: of it. Yeah, I mean, extra time is can be a bit of a lottery. So what was your feelings at full-time? Was it a sense that, you know, we have
9: well, well, to be honest, Ronan, we kind of got out of jail at full time because um the the the, the girl um Emer Smith, who was a fabulous free tapr um, she you know she was playing against the wind, but the ball um, hit off the upright and went wide and he blew the whistle for full time, so if she just put that over, we were gone, you know, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean,
2: but them's the margin sometimes oh absolutely, yeah, I mean, in difficult conditions as we said, for both sides.
9: Oh, it was, yeah. It was, you know, people didn't realize it, but there was a, uh, a crosswind there yesterday and playing against that wind had difficulty trying to score threes against it and they had as well, you know. Was there a sense
2: that you, you couldn't shake off Derry Ganley in the same way as Derry Ganley couldn't shake you e off either? It was one of those <laughs> kind of games.
9: It was, and I suppose we we're very similar, you know. Um, we, we, they were very attacking, great, they were very good attacking forwards like, and they have a good defence as well. So um, it was really... Uh,
2: she so has even tough the whole way, to be yeah, honest about it. Absolutely. And uh, I must mention Denise Gall. She picked up her sixth All-Star. <laughs> was it the <laughs> night
9: before or something? <laughs> the night before. She only came down that morning. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, so there, was I mean, a, there was a girl up the north, I think, who got married and ended up in a helicopter <laughs> getting down to a senior club match. So he uh, didn't need a helicopter for Denise? No, we didn't need
9: a helicopter. No, no, no. She got, she got down. I think my mum
2: and dad brought her down. Fair on, play. On, yeah. Um, Mary, I, I think for a listeners' sake, we need to put this in context because this is quite extraordinary to get to a junior All-Ireland final win a junior club championship get to a junior All-Ireland final it didn't go the way you wanted on the day but you got to an All-Ireland final mm-hmm. and then to win an intermediate county championship which isn't easy mm-hmm. Progress through Munster and now being in an All-Ireland final again I can't think of another club side that has done back to back all Ireland at two different grades in successive years No I. and
9: actually would you believe that All-Ireland was in February last February So. Just the same year calendar year. Months. Yeah, you know, it was brought forward to, um, hmm. to
10: 2022.
9: So, like, I mean, when you think of the last what, eight months, we're in two our signs at different grades. It,
2: it is, and lots of clubs yeah. have swapped places with you, but the hurt of last year has to be bottled.
9: Oh, it has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it, and to be honest, the girls just get on with it. Like, I mean, they, they're they going to put that at the back of their mind and just go out and go for it. You know, we're playing um, Longford Slashers, but yeah, they're another good size. Very physical, very tall girls, but um, but we'll have to just go ahead and we'll we'll, do, we'll
2: we'll work on that. Lots and lots of club players across all codes never get to play in Crow Park. Mhm. It's got to be cherished, and you know, Absolutely. it might it might be the one and only. I don't want to preempt anything, but you always have to go into Crow Park on the basis that you mightn't be there again.
9: That's it. That's it. I mean, as Lorraine said there in the interview with her yesterday, she um, there's a few of them, the like and Denise, Michaela, um, Afa. They've all played in Croke park, but a lot of our girls have never played in Croke park. So it's going to be um it's going to be some event for them, you know.
2: Absolutely. It's the pinnacle of any club player to, to get to to get to north side of Dublin and play in play in that place, you know. Well, so
9: uh, well it's well it's been the pinnacle. It's to, to go up there and play for your club. Yeah. It's absolutely it, it's, it's unbelievable, you know. Even any anything we've won this year with the club, it's it's, it's just it's, those girls that are bonding so much, you know, over the last 15 months.
2: Well, that bond makes your job a little easier.
9: Does, yep, yeah, does, yeah. yeah. No, they're a, they're, they're a great bunch of girls. Like they never give up. You know, um, we have a very solid defence and a good speed and attack. So look at and the work rate is just unbelievable with them as they showed yesterday.
2: Yeah, well, belief in the, in extra time always counts for an awful lot. You must be pleased yeah. with their fitness levels as well.
9: Oh yeah, I mean, trust, trust, trust a heavy, trust, trust heavy going there. Yeah, and, heavy pitch. Yeah, and 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 in fairness, them they have great belief, their self belief they just never give up. And it came to fruition
2: yesterday for them, you know? Mary, it's a magnificent story. I wish you the very best Look, luck. It's about the 10th of December, is it? 10th of December.
9: Saturday, the 10th of December, 3
2: o'clock. Yeah. Against Longford Slashers. We wish you the very slashers, v- yeah. I know, it's a great, great name. We wish you <laughs> the very best of luck and hopefully the parish and whole of ah, East Tip look at, gets out they're all behind us, The whole county are
9: behind us at this stage, you know? I think
2: so. There's even f- and, and, you know, we'll forgive the few Kilkenny... Recruits you have, and we we welcome into <laughs> we don't the broad mind and we
9: don't mind. We the broad we don't, we don't church mind well, so, the, you
2: know. <laughs> the broad church of Tipperary football welcomes all comers. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> particularly the the non-believers on the other side of the county. So we wish them well. Anyway, thanks indeed for joining us, Mary Thanks, for well. thanks and day care. It's Mary O'Shea, manager of Mullenahone Ladies Football Team. Success of all Ireland finals in successive years at different grades. That is a super super achievement. We wish them the very best of luck. Just while we're staying with football before we go off it. If you fancy winning what is it? Twenty grand, I think it is. Friends of Tipperary Football are having a twenty twenty draw. Anthony Shelley's the PRO, he's on the line. Tickets are selling fast, but the deadline is approaching fast, Anthony.
5: That's right, Ronan, yeah. Uh deadline is the eleventh of December and it's twenty twenty draw. It's twenty euro for for the chance of winning twenty thousand. So um all the funds raised will go towards like everything that the Friends do are go towards the development of Tipperary football teams from under 13 right up until senior.
2: If anyone needs convincing of the worth or the merits of the Friends of Tipperary football you just have to listen back to um, Conor Sweeney's acceptance speech when he lifted the Munster Cup back, the Munster senior title and he took particular emphasis on the contribution that the Friends of Tipperary football have given not just our senior footballers, but go all the way down to grades and the success we've had at minor under twenty one it's as well. Uh it's it's pivotal to keep that flow of funds coming.
5: It is, yeah. Like I mean, whether whether it's development squads or senior, it all it all costs money to be able to compete at the um the top end and, and the friends um Along with the county board, the county board are very good as well. But the friends pick up the pick up the extra bits, as they say, along the way. So whether it be contributions towards strength and condition, at senior level or minor level or whatever, or just some simple things like gear for um, for development spots, uh, the friends contribute to towards all that. And um, then well, this year we also it? had a. We had an initiative this year too, where we we sponsored two footballs for every primary school in the county, and they're at the moment they're actually being delivered out. So you know all of that, all of that costs money. So we we need the funds, and hence we're trying to to raise it through the, through this draw.
2: And you know you say it's the it's the extra. It's that extra that tries to bridge the gap between ourselves and so some of the more traditional one code counties who play only football?
5: Yeah, that's it. Um, you know, we don't play an awful lot of, of club football here. At Tip. It's really only championship to league. Is. So we, we we need to, to bridge a gap on other things so that are strength strength and conditioning, maybe psychiatrists. Uh, psychologists, uh, hopefully, not psychiatrists. Th- psych- psychologists, <laughs> I should say,
2: yeah. A <laughs> C- couple yeah. of... Uh, yeah, anyway, I won't make that joke.
5: Or psychologists, yeah. Uh, or whatever. Like, uh, and the, friend, the friends are often are, are off asked, you know... uh would we be able to contribute towards the cost of that, cost of uh, stuff like yeah, that and we're all, always happy to do so yeah. but as i said it comes at a cost uh, and that's it that's it, that's why we every year we go try to to we have one one or two big fundraisers in the year gosh has to be one of them and also also um last year now we would have had we would have had a euro million syndicate but um this this year then we decided to go with the 2020 draw
2: Friends of I think, is where you need to go if you want to buy those tickets.
5: Yeah, just click onto our website or, or any of our social 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 media platforms like uh, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram. We have we have loads of links. There's a link there. You just click on the link, and it could be easier just uh, decide the number of tickets you want to buy, put in your name and address, and pay for it as simple as that. It's very important. to be you know, if, if you know if if online isn't your thing. Um, uh, there's, You'll find there's loads of people, there's loads of physical tickets around the place as yeah. well. You so just can't contact any member of the, the the Friends of Tipperary Football and we'll get the tickets to you.
2: I should have said you're not confined to buying one ticket. You can buy multiple tickets as many oh. as you want. The more the <laughs> merrier. The,
5: the the more you buy the
2: better chance you have good yeah, man yeah. will you remember the hospital sweet steaks yeah, good man yeah,
5: the Irish hospital sweet steaks if you're not in you, you can't, can't win, win. good yeah, man Anthony
2: yeah. talk soon oh, my okay, friend Ronan. God bless thanks thank you that's Anthony Shelley P-R-O of the football board we will take Extra another break
1: Time on Tip FM brought to you by La Harte Skoda the new name for Skoda in County Tipperary check out laharts.ie for their latest offers your time on Tip FM brought to you by La Harte Skoda the new name for Skoda in County Tipperary check out laharts.ie for their latest offers
2: Thanks for your texts that are coming in. Somebody te- says what the hell were Clonmel doing giving away home advantage? They should have played it in the sports field where they'd have had a real atmosphere. Madness taking it into that big empty stadium. I'm not so sure if I agree with that text because we did speak to Martin Quillivan about this last week and I think it was fair to say that they just thought that on the base of what they, the performance they got out of the team in Parky that Semple Stadium would suit them better plus the fact the sod is better in Semple Stadium than any other pitch in the county and I include the sports field in Clonmel in that so I would imagine that they'd weighed up their options, made a considered decision on it and did what was best, what they thought was best for the team. So I'm not so sure that they actually lost anything by taking it into the stadium. Another text says, do the tip senior team and commercials have the same problem? Losing to Limerick sides continuously now, says this texter. And that is a point. I mean, Limerick seems to have a bit of an Indian sign on us in terms of football at the moment. Maybe a bit in Hurling too. But anyway, so be it. Um, Something that has to be rectified and addressed, no doubt about that. Let's go to local football because it's been a seismic weekend for Peak Villa and Barry Ryan who would have a special interest I'd say it's fair to say in relation to this club um, is on the line for us How are you Barry? How are you running? A hell of a result I mean they've taken the scalps now of what you know they've taken out Camel Town in the FAI Junior Cup they've now accounted for one of the favourites Pike Rovers they're on a mission
11: Yeah there's no Limerick Indian sign here Um Look, an unbelievable result. You know what, it's funny talking to it. It's the result everybody's talking about today and talking to different people, you know, in terms that they've really, Ted O'Connor and... And Derek Dan, and their coaching staff, they've really unlocked this team. Uh, in the last couple of years, there was kind of this myth that went around, that, oh, Pippi Carroll doesn't do it on the big days. But anyone who went to those games, like Phil o. Waterford last year in the quarter final, he was brought back into a midfield tree, and he was inside in the middle of the field, um, down in Park, battling for balls and stuff like that. Impossible for him to go and score goals and do that, because he was back in that position. In big games, he was asked to do that. Now, this season, they're playing Pippi Carroll in the front tree, off the left. He's a total free roll to go and attack and he's literally coming up with the goods over and over again they've unlocked him they've put him in a position where he can just go and do his thing no defensive responsibilities behind him and they're reaping the benefits and um, he got the header to break the deadlock against St. Michaels he got the goal to break the deadlock in Limerick so it's literally they've just managed to as I keep saying they managed to unlock Pippi which was the key in that team was to try and get him in areas where he could hurt the opposition and he did that on Sunday now it's an all-round the whole team have turned up and performed Alan Lahey again coming up with the goal which should have been the winner with 10 minutes to go there's just no end to him
2: well I I don't know what age Alan Lahee is but he's been around for a number of years the ageless Alan Lahey yeah timeless say? yeah timeless but like he knows where to be at the back post when the ball's coming across
11: yeah, and what I really liked about it was the corner was cleared, and the reaction of most centre backs is, especially away from home and Pike in the FA Junior Cup, is to get back. But he stayed in the box like a, like a striker sniffing that this ball may come back into the box, and he's on the end of it. And you just can't teach those little things that little instinct that this t- attack might not be dead yet. And when it comes across, has finished it like a, a number nine would have been proud of it.
2: Yeah, it's a hell of a, a hell of a, an achievement. And you think that that's done enough? I mean, it started to the rain started to come down I understand and uh, Pike scored with what the last kick in the 90th minute
11: yeah Pam Mullins header you know and they'll be so disappointed that he was probably the big danger man from the set piece coming in and I think a lot of people would have felt that's the soccer punch that you know Pike now have got out of jail but that's what's been so impressive about this big for team now is it? that they went and got through the extra time and even I would have felt in the extra in the penalty shooting you know, Gary Neville from Pike is notorious for saving penalties and Peak Villa have come up with, like, you know, they've not comfortably, but they've come through with 4 2. And a lot of young players, like Scott Brennan, that have stepped up fearless on the spot, um, they, you know, they literally had to do it the hard way. It's an unbelievable result.
2: Yeah, so it goes to penalties, and they win, what, was it 4 uh, 2 on penalties?
11: 4-2 on penalties. Um, Willie Tierney making two great saves. Oh,
2: great.
11: Um, and you know, it's funny, Rowan, you know, when down through the years you play, you're in dress rooms and you share dress rooms with people and you have an idea who might go into management and who wouldn't. I would have known even from 15 years ago, Derek McMahon and Ted O'Connor were going to management. Two deep thinkers about the game. Two really two guys who would have always had the solutions at half times in big games and stuff like that. And they've brought that in, that, and that belief that they've given that big village restroom now. The sky is the limit. Um, and look, look, I think they'll know themselves nothing has won yet. But what an opportunity they're giving themselves now.
2: Yeah, last 32, Pike are gone, Villa are gone, St. Michael's are gone. No St. Michael's, St. Michael's are still there, there. Oh I'm sorry yep. They, they, they their play game, Port Law next play, but I'm sorry you're dead right I was talking like about the top they're gone from Munster my apologies to all my friends over in, in St. Michael's but uh, yeah so like the it. I'm I mean, you know as well as I do how hard a flipping thing this is to win but like last oh. 32 Yeah
11: last 32 and a lot of big names you're right there's a lot of big names that are not there you know, the two finalists from last year are gone
2: Correct. Do you know
11: there's a, lot of, there's a lot of big names gone look this is the holy grail it's the competition that will break your heart and it broke St Michael's heart for a long long time before they got that monkey off the back but it feels this year like it's wide open
2: it's great we wish them well they're firing on all cylinders even their B team are going well look it's a, a great great news story this weekend In um, Barry many thanks for joining us thanks Roland not at all it's Barry Ryan on what's happening at Peak Villa just before we go quick word on rugby Peter Silk is on the line Peter how are you?
10: Very good, Ronan. Very uh, good.
2: Do you owe your friends and Nina a drink after what they did to Queen's <laughs> University?
10: I think we do, actually. Um, it is a very, very big favour, but they also did themselves a very big favour. I think I've,
2: that's a, that's the point, really, isn't it? It's not just the <laughs> favour they did for you, it's the favour they did for themselves.
10: Absolutely. They're up on 19 points now. They're in joint fourth position, and uh, you know I think they're going to be a serious placement uh, the end of the season comes along, you know. It's a hell of a result.
2: 30 points to 24. They've beaten Queen's University Belfast up in, in uh, New Ormond Park in Lissetoni. That's a massive result. But also, you were able to capitalise as well by having a 14 8 win overall Crescent push you up to second.
10: We had really um, a tough all game, really, Ronan. The conditions were difficult with the rain and the wind. But, um, you know, we totally dominated the first half. We had two tries. And really, we should have had two more if we'd let the ball out to the wing. And um, the second half, we didn't score at all. Now, they got a try very late in the game. Uh, The rain had come at half-time and it kind of made things difficult. But, uh, you know, a good win for us. Um, There are a lot of good teams in this division and I don't think any team uh, can be written off, really. You know, you have to uh, respect every team in it because on a particular day, you can be turned over very easily. And, you know... We could have and should have, I suppose, got a, a winning bonus point last week. But, you know, we were delighted with the, wing, with the win. We have a really tough four-match uh, series coming up now. We go to Queen's next Saturday. Then we have Blackrock in Cashel. Then we go up to Blackrock in early January. And Queen's come down to us. So we have be playing two of the top three teams uh, in the next four
2: matches yeah that and is I a difficult run just one it question uh, you failed to score in the second half you were leading 14-3 at half time I suppose conditions mm-hmm. accounted for some of that
10: uh, I, uh, yes I would put some of it down to the conditions uh, I think maybe we just got maybe a little bit complacent I don't know we've tried very hard uh, you know bashing up and carrying up the ball but uh, I think we must give a bit of credit to our presidents as well you know Indeed. the defence was very good and they kept us out, and we must, you know, tip our hats to them for that. But, you know, we could have really, I think, with a little bit more um, of running rugby, we might have been able to, to break them down. But look, we were glad with the win. If we can do the same next Saturday, we'd be very, very pleased.
2: Peter, as always, many thanks for your time. Thank you, Ronan. Not at all. That's Peter Silk buying drinks for everyone in Nina. That's all we've time for. We'll say goodnight to you. Eno Connor produced. Back with you next Monday night. Good night and good luck. Auctioning.